This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Let's read again where we stop for service. Let's read from 1 Samuel chapter 9 and then we are going to read verse 17 or let's start from 18. Or let's just read 19. <laughs> the Bible says, And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me unto the high place, for you shall eat with me today. And tomorrow I will let you go, and I will tell thee all that is in thy heart. As for thy eyes, as asses, they were lost three days ago. Set not thy bind on them, for they are found. Hallelujah. So we stop for service by saying that what is in your heart might be different from what is on your mind. And we explain that in life, you need interpretation of what is in your heart. So we started by reading about Judges. We read about Gideon. Now we read about Saul. Saul was looking for his father's asses. That was what bombarded his mind that time. And to cut the long story short, he met Samuel. And Samuel told him that, look, the asses have been found. You are going to eat with me today. When I'm about to let you go tomorrow, I will tell you what is in thy heart. The matters of your heart are more important than the asses you are looking for. Are you with me? Eventually, what was in his heart? It was to rule Israel. Now, have your seats. God bless you. Because of this scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse, 13, verse 11. Let's read Ecclesiastes 3, 11. And then we're going to discover something from that scripture. Ecclesiastes 3, 11 says, He had made everything beautiful. Please pay attention. In his time. So, when the time comes for a thing, it appears beautiful. It appears wonderful. And the Bible says, also as he set the word in their heart, so that no man can find the work of God, the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. Now, this word, he has set the word in their heart. The translation some of you that you have is better. The Bible says, eternity is written in their hearts. How many have such a translation here? If that's what your Bible says, can I see your hand? Because I want you to read that version. Please look into your Bible, Proverbs 3.11. Because we project, some don't come to church with Bible, some don't read Bible, and it's wrong. If your translation says, uses the word eternity instead of the word, can I see your hand? I, I just wanted to, okay, thank you. Can you read what your translation says? He has, he has made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts. Except no one can find out. Thank you. Beautiful. Now, this is under translation. He has made everything beautiful and appropriate. Appropriate in his time. There is time for everything. He has planted eternity. A sense of divine purpose. Oh, somebody say amen. amen. So, this is the first point in this second service to be established. And I said the first service. There is hardly anything 
When I say things, I'm not talking about what clothes to buy. Nothing important. Nothing of value. Nothing. Like an assignment. There is nothing that God is going to do in your life that he has not put the script of it in your heart. Divine purpose. But the issue is, like I started last week, there is need for an interpreter. So when Samuel said to Saul, tomorrow I'm going to tell you the matters, what is in your heart. Saul was his father's probably last born. He was a very timid guy. But inside that guy, there was a conversation. Not in his mind, but in his heart that kingship is looking for you. And I end the first time by saying that the problem with a lot of people, especially believers, you have never kept your mind quiet to know what is in your heart. There is a door between your mind and your heart. If your mind is not quiet, your mind is noisy, busy, distracted. I need to pay rent. When I wake up, I'm driving. This guy is driving nonsense. My cousin is calling me. I want to check Facebook. There is a mail. That's your mind. In fact, it is almost designed to stop you, especially in a city like Lagos, from paying attention to your heart. Is somebody with me? Yes, sir. We started for service with Gideon. Outwardly, that's why a man is not measured by what we see outside. Somebody can have money. And all of a sudden, there is a deep conversation in his heart that his prosperity will not last. In five years, he will lose everything. Many of us have seen parents who own estates and have nothing by the time they are 70. It is not about what you see around the man physically. By time, it is what is going on in his heart. Eternity is here. So somehow, Samuel did not just say to Saul, I'm going to tell you that God has said I should ordain you as king. He started by saying that, you know what? God has said I should ordain you as king, but God has also put it in your heart. You might have never told anybody about it. Now, the first mistake people make about this is that because of what I started with, and of course that's the first one, you have never kept your mind shut to know your heart. And then the second thing, we'll go back to the first one later, is the fact that people think that unless they see a vision, unless an angel appears, unless somebody comes to say that, you see, this is God's plan for you. Some of the readings of their heart that are put there by God, they neglect it because they are looking for the spectacular. More than 60% of Christians on earth will never see a vision or an angel or anything. The Bible didn't tell you to look for any of those things. Some are waiting to take seriously what God has told them when an angel appears and he says, My son, or oh my angel can call you son. Say, God's son, this is what God is saying. You will one day become governor. Some people, it happened like that. So in the Bible, we have people born by Samuel prophetically. But there was no prophecy about the birth of Daniel. Yet Daniel was greater. So don't make the mistake. That's why at times I discourage certain testimonies. Once somebody says that as I woke up, I saw an angel before me. Those who have never seen angels before begin to think they are less spiritual. The word of God is the highest manifestation of God. And you already have it in your heart. If Jesus appears to me and he says... Begin to pray for the dead and they will rise. Or one day I'm lying down on my bed and the Lord quickens in my heart that in my name they shall raise the dead. 
they will produce, in fact, the second one will produce more. Because only the word of God have eternal value. Visions don't have eternal value. Is somebody hearing me? Praise the Lord. And I also said, the end results. So in Daniel chapter 5 verse 10, where we read, at 11. Just look at this powerful scripture. Because this is why people need soothsayers. Those who are unbelievers. Astrologers. And some Christians also looking for prophets around. It's because of this. See, because Daniel, go to verse 11 first. Verse 11. Verse 11. There is a man in your kingdom. In whom is the spirit of holy gods. In the days of thy father, light and understanding. Ah, I wish they can say this about every Christian in every office. This is the queen, the pagan queen, talking about Daniel. He said, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of God, was found in him. In whom the king, thy father, I said, thy father made. Your father made the master of magicians, astrologers, and soothsayers. I am showing believers here and those who are watching me this morning, you also can be master of magicians. In other words, what people are looking for, soothsayers, crystal balls, you don't do crystal balls, you don't do any of those things, but the world dwells in you. Now, look at verse, verse 10. Verse, verse, sorry, verse 12. Next verse, verse 12. For as much as an excellent spirit, and you have it, because the Holy Ghost says I do, of knowledge and understanding. Now, this is why Daniel was way above soothsayer. This next thing, interpreting of dreams. Daniel was an interpreter. So one day the king calls magicians. And I've told you before, when it comes to things of real eternal value, your real assignment in life, coded there by God, the only pastor or prophet that can tell you is the one sent to you by God. The one you look for can never decode what is coded there by God. So, Nebuchadnezzar had magicians. He had astrologers. He had all these powerful people. But the day a divine purpose was communicated to his heart, none of them could help him. The same thing happened to Pharaoh. If these guys were not good with magic, they wouldn't make them magicians to the king. Remember when Moses dropped his rod, uh, Aaron dropped his rod, they dropped it and it turned to serpent. So there was a measure of supernatural power they possessed. But this matter of the arts came from Jehovah himself. It's coded. But where I'm going this morning is that God many times might not send somebody to come to your house and say, like Saul said, Samuel said to Saul, this is the matter of your heart. What do we do? If God deems it fit to send somebody to you, he will. So that's why no matter how powerful the meeting is, like Ayagan Conference, or anywhere you go to, no matter the how enormous the anointing of the man of God is, he will likely not give prophecy to more than 3% of a congregation. It is true. This is why you must be trained to receive things yourself. People get ill during meetings, but those who come out to church testimony cannot be up to one-tenth of the people at that meeting. There is a reason. God uses some as an example, but God wants the rest to turn to him. Because the one that lasts and the one that you can repeat every day is the one that you know personally. 
Can I hear a loud amen? Yeah. Are we alive this morning? Yeah. Praise the Lord. This is why this is very important. So what do I do? I have never seen a vision. Well, pastor, I've never seen a vision. Pastor, I've never seen a trance before. What do I do? You don't need them. But there is a secret. Ah. Oh. You should pay 10 billion for this message. <laughs> Let's read this scripture. In the midst of Job's trial. You know, they said the oldest book in the Bible is the book of Job. Job predates Genesis according to Bible scholars. They just put it in somewhere before Sam in the Bible, but it's actually because Job existed long before Moses. Yes. Now, I want to read something. Job chapter 33. And let's start from verse 14. Now, pay attention. This is a very powerful scripture. And I'm going to go to two kings that dreamt. Just to tell you the principle behind this. When we say a dream, it does not have to be when you close your eyes. I want to bring everybody in service and those who are watching this morning very close to you beginning to decode what the Lord is saying to your hearts. Now look at this. God speaketh once, yet twice, yet man perceiveth it not. If your Bible is yours on the other one, the first thing this thing tells you is that majority of God's communication, they look so simple that you can miss them. So God speaketh. This cannot be talking about vision. Because it, an angel cannot appear to you without you perceiving it. You will know. If Jesus appears to you and he says something to you, you will remember. That means that many of God's communication, they can be so light that you might not perceive. So Job said that it is true, whoever wrote this part of Job, that many don't perceive. He said, yet man perceiveth enough. But next verse. Now he said something quite profound there. Verse 15. In a dream, comma, in a vision of night, there are two different things. When a deep sleep falleth upon men, in the slumberings upon their bed. If your Bible is just underline that word bed. How many of you have noticed that Daniel said to the king, the word bed, Daniel used it almost six times in interpreting dreams. That means bed has something to do with it. Daniel 2.28. I'll just take two. Daniel 2.28, Daniel 4.5 and Daniel 4.10. Daniel 2.28. But there is a God in heaven that revealed secrets. Now he was standing before Nebuchadnezzar to interpret his dream. And make it known to the king what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and the visions of thy head upon thy bed are this. Why upon your bed? Daniel 4 5. Now remember, this was first dream of Nicanazar. This chapter 4 is another dream that turned into an animal. The first one did not turn into an animal. I saw in a dream. Now, this Nicanazar talking about the second vision. Or he said, I saw in a dream and the thoughts upon my bed. And the visions of my head troubled me. Thoughts upon my bed. He's talking about two things. You can't call dream thoughts. So there is an aspect. Or at times. A few people might have a dream literally. 
But the second aspect that people neglect are your thoughts upon your bed. Psalm 4 verse 4 will show you better. You can go on in Daniel and you see this. Okay, Daniel 4, Daniel 4 10. Wait, Daniel 4 10. Give me Daniel 4 10. Those were the visions of my head in my bed. He said it again. Now, what happened to Pharaoh that he saw the next seven years? Pharaoh saw it, but he did not know the meaning of what he was saying. What he was saying. There are many people listening to me this morning. There are things that vi- they visit you. Communications and thoughts of eternal value. Divine purpose. They come, they go. Many times, you can't make a sense of them. Number two, you are even too busy to pay attention to them. You are like what Job said. God is speaking, yet man perceives it not. Then you come to the altar of your room. Then you pray and pray and pray. If there is a missing link in your prayer, what Jesus said, Jesus never told you to just pray. He used one word, watch and pray. If you pray and you don't watch, God will speak and man will not perceive it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now look at Psalm 4, verse 4. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Ah, how powerful is your bed? No wonder the Bible said, Let the high praise of God be in their mouth. He said, Let he started by saying, that, Let them sing aloud upon their bed. There are some victories that are only won upon your bed. There is a time to stand on your feet and pray. But the Bible talks about upon your bed. Psalm 149. He said, Let them sing aloud. The kind of praise that deals with forces of darkness harassing your life. It only happens upon your bed. What is bed? You see, there are communications in the Bible that also you have to decode. It does not mean water bed or foam. <laughs> Vital foam. <laughs> all those foam. <laughs> Otherwise, those who have water bed will dream more. <laughs> and when you want a very big dream, just increase the size of your bed. <laughs> If you are using this single one, <laughs> your vision will be single. <laughs> so, when you or if your mattress is very flat, your vision will be flat. So, to have a very good vision, you will buy the one that is... <laughs> but that's not what the Bible is talking about. There is a principle behind it. What is the principle? What is said about what the king said shows him more. He said your thoughts or your bed and your dream. Your thoughts and your dream. Number one thing about bed is that it is privacy. It's a private place. You entertain guests in your sitting room. Only those who are extremely close to you. And many times when you are about to sleep, you withdraw from everybody. Now in that Psalm 4 verse 4, the Bible is not even talking. David wasn't talking about talking to God. He said, let your mind come with your hearts. There is another type of prayer. It is called meditation. That we do on our beds. The principle behind it is that there must be a moment in a day 
where you stay away from everybody where you withdraw from everybody it might not be physical withdrawal say because it might be an office where you can't really do that you just shut the old world down just you and yourself and you and god so the day one day pharaoh got to his room in the night so as a king you have squads soldiers standing beside you people bowing to you entertainers i, I wish i was a king in those days those people had absolute power. They used to enjoy life. People will bow, worship, do all sorts to you. We thank God for civilization. The king will see the most beautiful girl in town, say, you pull leg. You do that now on our wives. We cut off your leg. Thank God for that. So, so you know, so they had absolute power then. But you see, it got to a time. Pharaoh, thank you for entertaining. Thank you. Thank you, all of you. Soldiers would enter the room with him. So he withdrew and he was by himself. As he sat upon his bed, he saw the next seven years. The principle behind it is what I started with. There is a door between your mind and your heart. It is when you are on your bed, and I'm using this bed literally, the moment you are away from everybody and you sit down, some of the thoughts that are not connected to the busy schedule activities of the day projects to do they begin to rise from your heart and many of them are answers to the prayer that you are praying many of them are directions for to you in life many of them are real reasons explanations interpretations of what is going on in your life the reason why the marriage is the way it is now this is outside all the people have counseled you now you are by yourself so bed is a time where you withdraw from everybody the second thing about it is when you lie down your bed you are motionless apart from turning you don't come down and start walking around that's why god according to joe waits for that time that's not the only time god talks if you are by the spirit you can communicate at any time but some fundamental issues are decoded around that time oh i cannot tell you inventions if you will give yourself, that's what the Bible said, the book of law shall not depart, but thou shalt meditate. And Paul said, meditate on this thing. There is a time to get away from everybody and be still. You know what? I am communicating something spiritually, but I am also telling you, this can be done on a daily basis, physically, practically. Where there is a moment, interestingly, while growing up, Reading from Glenn Bland, reading from John Maxwell, reading from the guy that wrote uh, Think and Grow Rich. Because this, this one I just shared with you is not limited to Christians. Now, this is what New Age, they use a lot. It's just that they cut it away from God and everything. But sincerely, the Creator has made some things very powerful. That's why Sammy said, be still and know that I am God. Another, we can say it another way. Be still and know God's plan for your life. Ah, stillness is difficult for man. Many times, the only time you are quiet is as you are about to sleep. Your mind goes this way, money to pay, you are expecting this one, you are angry with this one, you are this one, this one, and the whole of your time can be occupied. And that is what is happening to a lot of people. 
and whispers are coming from the realm of the spirit in three years we want you to move to abuja in three years as you move you are going to meet some people the plan is that in the next eight years you are the governor of your state this thing is trying to come and trying to come and trying to come but what is in your mind on your mind you are busy anger with the boss in the office as you get home you are talking about what the boss did he said this i don't like the office and then you are calling the friend sorry do you know the application this is what your mind is busy on until you are still your mind leads you and your mind can't help you much but there comes a time you obey the bad principle finally in the night your mind has talked all day long and is quiet then from the eternal realm the real communication comes this is how people come out in the day and make a slight adjustment and their life goes 10 times ahead both christians and non-believers hallelujah because of Daniel's ability to interpret he was called master of magicians people seek for sorcery occultism all these things because they are looking for interpretations people visit native doctors and when people get born again and they are christian they go from one man of god to another they are looking for interpretation because they will not do what i've just told you now whereas even if you meet a genuinely anointed prophet there will still be aspects of a life that god if god wants to send people to you he sends them as you obey what i've just said now when you are not looking for any man when bishop Waloke met governor Dogan and told that you'll be the governor of delta state Udoga was not looking for Bishwai Loki. He didn't know Bishwai Loki. They met in, on a neutral ground, a different state. They just happened to be in the same hotel. And Bishwai Loki was about to do prayer work. Udoga maybe went to jog and they crossed at the lobby. And Bishwai Loki passed by and said, Come, I don't know you, don't know me, but this is what the Lord has said. This is not what you get going to look for somebody. When you practice it on your own, meditating in worship, quietness, when God sees that the need of your life is to send somebody, he will send it without you being the one. You cannot give God an advice. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. You know, when we got born again, they used to talk of quiet time. It's not only to pray. Learn to be quiet. Do you know you can sit, you can choose a day that you are not going out. You are in all day long. But it might just be that only the first two hours that you pray. The rest of the time you are just quiet. This is why a phone has become your Lord. All this why that you can't do without your phone. How much help have you received from the phone? That even when you are in the church, you are tapping, pressing your phone. You are caught as a captive and you are going on. Every time you can't do without your phone. When you forget your phone, it's like you have forgotten your life. If you have forgotten my phone in the office, going home. So be it. Tomorrow I will pick it up and we start from there. Everything in the world is the world is designed to bombard us so much that we don't have time for this. People talk about miracles of old and ancient time. So this is why at times I just travel out of Lagos. I love when I sit at times facing an ocean and there's nobody there. Honestly speaking, you'll discover that truly God created, created nature. If all you do is to drive up and a generator, hear noisy and everything, and they, you don't know the kind of city we live in. So sometimes, 
If your phone is running, your TV is on. If your TV is not on, you are talking with a friend. Every now and then. And destiny is calling your name. And you cannot hear. And you are living a life very far. God's plan is always higher than where you are. And it's calling. Our song. You are teaching in a school. Yes, we intended that we should start from there. But we have gone past that. We have planned that we should be a lecturer in Nava. These are the steps. Just go to so-and-so place. I'm going to meet a friend and this one. But in that school, you are a warrior. Angry with teacher. Hey, this one, this one, this one. And as you are on your bed, even you are tossing to and fro because of anger. And the communication of heaven cannot come. So when God tells you not to be offended, when God says the sun should not go down with your anger, he knows what he's saying. These things don't affect God. They affect you. I. Do you realize that it used to be the cool of the day that God will come down to play with, to talk to Adam? There is, there is something that your quietness can spark between you and God. And then he allows your heart. He allows your heart. What I've shared with you today, practice. You can begin with just 10 minutes. Before I go to bed, you can begin and just say to yourself, before I go to bed, henceforth, I will switch up the light and sit on my bed for 10 minutes and just meditate over life. I have discovered that many of your mistakes will be corrected when you start doing this. All of a sudden, like light on your bed, you just see that, why am I operating this way? This is the way I should operate. You might not hear a voice, but this is heaven communicating with you. Somebody, one of the pastors that came during the Higher Life Conference, Higher Graham, when we're through, he was at the back there, and I was talking with Pastor Femi, and I just said, okay, you should meet and talk. And Pastor Femi just told him that, ah, now he didn't come here to see Pastor Femi. Pastor Femi was not among the ministers that ministered. Pastor Femi just said, Pastor La, I would like to meet Apostle Femi, so I'm coming around. You saw him, so he came that day. That, he is a prophet. Apostle was asking me that, that I heard I, I heard a little about this great prophet. I said, yes. His prophets are forensic. <laughs> I, hope, I mean, forensic kind of uh, <laughs> at forensic level. I don't know the right word to use. So he was saying, so they just sat down in the lobby here. Apostle, everybody wanted to talk with Apostle, but this guy just sat with Pastor Femi. And he said, excuse me, sir. There is like a light that goes here. The guy thought that he was going to have stroke. Because a pastor is praying about it, light will just pass through the body and go this way. Ah, he said, so it's not stroke. Oh. He said, it is the anointing. He said, you have prayed and you have asked. And he told him, next time you feel that vibration, this is what you should do. When you are not told what to do, it can live up to 70, the anointing, until finally it will lift and go to someone else. What about if Samuel was not told by Eli? This is another demonstration of it. God kept saying, Samuel, Samuel. But he never gave the message. Because there must be a code. So it was Eli that taught Samuel how to respond. That if you don't respond this way, he will be calling your name, but he will not tell you what it is. Why do I see a lot of people that destiny is calling your name, but they are not giving you the message? 
So Eli said that when next you hear the voice, say, speak, Lord, for thy servant hear it. Then God came down here and said, Samuel. Then God, Samuel said, speak, Lord. Then the angel said, they taught this boy. Names have been calling. Some of you listening to me here, some of you watching. Names, your names have been called. But you are here to receive the information. Why are they calling you? Why are they calling you? Why are they calling you? I believe there are seated, seated before me today, this morning, are many interpreters who will lift this nation. In different areas. As you go to all the five stars, five star hotels, ah, this is beautiful. But the communication of heaven is in seven years, you will have four of these hotels. This is what you do. Live where you are working. Go work here. These are inner road map that are inside. You tell your colleagues, you know, I want to stop working now because I'm going to so-so play. I do think you should go there. They, they cannot understand you. And I gave a warning for service. When God starts showing you this thing, don't expect others around you to understand what you are doing. They are not seeing what you are seeing. So they cannot understand. It is by this that if you have three friends who are male and you like them, they are very friendly and you are wondering which one to marry. This process I've taught you will separate the one that will beat you from the one that will help you. You will sit on your bed, you will just see it. You can't explain. But you tell others that it is this one. They're like, why? Ah, that, one, that one is nice. I say, I, I don't know how to explain, but I know in my heart, this is the one that should be my husband. Now, I know somebody will watch and say, so the Holy Spirit tells us everything. Yes. And how many things has he told you? The Holy Spirit leads us, he tells us, as we train ourselves to hear our voice. But the question is, how does he speak? In many ways. This one I've described, they come more like inner, inward witness. It is the strongest way. Many people don't know that God's strongest way of leading is not by vision. It's the word of God and inward witness. There's a knowing you cannot explain. The spirit just puts it there and holds it there. That this is the way. Let's stop here and take it from here next week. Shall we rise? I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. In this month of October, you will be led. You will receive revelation. Your heart will understand God's way of working in your life. God's plan for you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. 
If you have said those words, well, be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.